Back live at Radio Row, and we're so very fortunate to sit down with a handful of individuals that um, are, are much more talented than us, uh, <laughs> present much better than us, have better fashion sense, know more about uh -huh, sports, uh -huh. have a ton more friends, and uh, Laura Oakham's here. Let's go. Yeah. I was for sure ready for the, like, oh, and Laura Oakham will join us, too. This, yeah, we, she's <laughs> nice. She's here with us. Uh, obviously, Sp Fox Sports, all the stuff that goes along with the NFL, all the stuff that you do on the radio, the whole world of, of of entertainment that you are. Uh, welcome back to Radio Row, friend you of the show. Guys, it's so good to see you. It's yeah. like, this is what happens when you get old and you realize why old people always do this, where you're like, time goes so fast. But I'm yeah. like, didn't I just sit down here? We like, were just I here. Just yeah, yeah. Very accurate. We didn't have the Sadie's tortilla blanket last year, though, so... This, this appearance might Yeah, it feels be southwest, doesn't it? it it's does, a, it's you guys, I missed it. Yes. <laughs> yes. My New Mexico vibe. The uh, what's your Super Bowl week traditionally like? Is it do you get to breathe for a second? Um, I would if I wasn't bringing an organization of women here yeah. called Galvanize. And so what I would say is trying to wear both ha both awesome hats of yeah. calling the game for Westwood One and also uh, bringing seven rock star women to cover Super Bowl week. Yeah. It's a, it's, it, nothing is normal or nothing is like this is what the week looks like because now I'm making sure that seven women feel good. Seven yeah. women are comfortable. Seven women are getting what they need and then also making sure – I don't go, hey, don't forget you're also calling the Super Bowl. So <laughs> it's a week. It's one of the best weeks, but it's a week. Love the fit today. You got you got the mid pandas. You got a cute little uh, pinstripe pants, mm -hmm. leather jacket, Wonder Woman, uh, throwback T-shirt. There's a vibe. There's a whole vibe here. I, I didn't even think about it. For two interviews, they asked me to zip because of licensing. And I was like, So Who? strict right. here. We do and not here. I do uh, NFL and Fox games and wear this. Like, sure. No one's ever said anything. But so I was Silly. like, I feel very uncomfortable zipping over Wonder Woman. There's something about that, um, of covering up Wonder Woman. But so I appreciate you saying that. So, speaking of Wonder Woman, talk about the seven Wonder Women that you're, you're bringing around Super Bowl <laughs> week. A perfect segue. It's awesome. It's um. You know, the first Super Bowl I did was in 1992, and I just feel sorry for her. And I, I'm not one of those uh. people to ever use third person, except when I look back and I'm like, that. if she was a galvanizer, boy, I could not love on her enough. Because um, I was in over my head. I was struggling. I was lonely. I was depressed. I was so not ready for it. And I left that Super Bowl with no confidence. I brought very little confidence in, and I took less out. Um, and so what being able to bring seven women and they're all incredible i mean they're all working for a living they're all doing great things they're all so talented and so good at what they do but they need a break and they need an opportunity and so to be able to bring them here and give them everything i would have loved which was some support and some coaching and some guidance and some you're crushing this you know hold on like take a breath and to really have somebody um to be able to watch them love on each other has been pretty awesome obviously we're talking about gal van hey Eyes. And the thing that's so fun about this one is you're talking about that experience you had. And I believe you mentioned 1992, right? So uh, uh, for the friends of show at home, that's that's pre-White Bronco. Like, that's some time ago, right? And and I've been in the radio game for 20 years, a little heavier, right? And the individuals who taught me in the beginning, they learned a different game than the game I'm currently playing yeah, today. Totally. How have you figured out, and if it, not just the ladies you work with, but all professionals, yeah. how have you figured out to translate the evolution of, of broadcast and reporting as it is today as opposed to when you started? It's so different now. Like, it's, I mean, this really is a class. Like, it's not yeah. a conversation, it's a class. Because I'm still 
learning through galvanized because I work with so many young women. And so I want to teach the old ways, right? Yeah. Like all the things that I've told about, it's not about you and don't post those pictures and don't show anyone your, you know, all of this. Yep. And then I'm learning every day how many things are antiquated and that weren't right that we did. And I'm like, oh, this is so much better this way. And so the biggest difference to me with broadcasting now is people who are, People who are covering stories are also the story in a lot of ways, yeah. and that's very weird. But we sit here and look at you know all these hundreds of outlets, and the, the, a lot of these hosts, including you too, it's just you're the also you're the story. Correct. And so that's probably the biggest challenge I have with Galvanize is how do I make sure that they're telling other people's stories and that they are listening and that they're you know they can lead great conversations and all that, but also making sure that they do what I didn't do, which was you can't insert yourself. You know, I lost my mom young, but I would have never, I, I could have been talking to someone about them losing a mom and I would have never said, oh, I lost my mom. Yeah. I would have, like, that's no, it's no, no one cares. So to be able to help them have moments in the middle of their stories of what they're covering that they're also acknowledging who they are and that's in part of their story. So that's probably one of, one of the ways that I think it's changed so much. You mentioned you've been coming to these since 92. Um, is is there ever a moment where you got just a sprinkle of jaded? Like, you see this every year. Does the spectacle take over? Um, no, I'm so happy to say that. But also, don't forget, too, I'm coming with fresh eyes now because now I feel like I come in with all these women. Yeah, right? that's a good so, point. Yeah. So in the beginning, it was all me, and so – each one was really important as I was gaining my confidence. You know, I didn't have confidence until I was 40, so my coverage and everything I did at Super Bowls changed once, you know. It, it, I remember, I mean, this is probably my first five, six Super Bowls. I hated them because I knew that I'd never get a question answered because I was intimidated. I was so freaked out about how am I asking them, so I didn't. I'd kind of quietly try to get, an you know, someone mm -hmm. to pick on me, and they never did because I, I was so meek about it all. And then... I, I finally did a lot of work on myself, and I came to a Super Bowl, and I was like, I'm going to go in, and I'm going to make sure that every press conference I get my question answered. I'm going to be proud of my questions. I'm going to own my questions, and I'm going to carry myself differently. And so I came in, and that was my favorite Super Bowl. I just, I mean, I got questions in. Peyton Manning called me by my name, called on me Ooh, twice, and cool. I'm like, this is my Super Bowl. Yeah. And I will say that at the uh, on Friday, finally, I was walking, and the late Junior Seau all of a sudden, like, stopped me in the hallway, and he was like, who are you? And I was like, <laughs> Laura Oakman, and he's like, I cannot get a question in next to you. And I said, I'm so sorry. Goes, hold on. Hold on. He goes, I need to learn what you're doing. Yeah. How is it that you're getting every player and coach to look at you? And, and little did Junior know at that moment what that meant to me. That was my Super Bowl trophy yeah. of all those years of putting in all that work to finally feel proud that I belonged here and to have somebody like Junior Seau say, I like what you're doing and how do you do that? That's probably the first time. Um, someone had ever said that because in my head every Super Bowl was you don't belong you don't belong yeah. you don't why are you here why are you here and that was the first time someone was like not only are you here you're really here. what a pivot point when uh, I have to say I um I was really happy to see Laura and she was shocked to see me um it was not shocked delighted delighted oh, yes yeah uh, Laura I would like to say this because I think people need to know this because we're all professionals here we're going around we're doing the shtick we're doing the interviews you know showing face but Laura you really care about women you're not just taking these seven women 
you took the time out of your day. You had no idea who I was, and you called me in the middle of the pandemic, and you, like, literally, you just knew I was a stand-up comedian who wanted to work in sports, and you literally took 30 minutes out of your day and just gave me, like, guidance. Like, you really care when these galvanize. You're not just trying to make money or send these girls to camps to get them on the sidelines. You care about, like, each individual, and I think people really need to know that. And you have camps for women that women should go to. Uh, my f- I, thank you so much for saying I just want yeah. to like truly thank you like it's uh, it's awesome I, I'm so appreciative and I'm always amazed like that you wanted to introduce yourself where I'm like of course I know you of course <laughs> I remember that conversation and of yeah. course I know your story and I think that's what I love so much about this that you know it's been a dozen years now and so everywhere I go somebody comes up and either says you know introduces himself or says I mean every day I get pictures of women who meet through galvanize who've never met but they're on a field or they're on a diamond or they're somewhere and so the idea that it started with a room of 20 women and now over 5,000 women and we are from 18 to our 50s like we get women who come back around for the dream and so it's it has been it's it's been awesome. So yes, we do boot camps, we do partnerships with the NFL and all these incredible teams, um, and everything that we teach the women at Galvanize, we teach our male partners, which is it's your who, not your do. It's who you are, not what you do, and um, and it's been it's been an awesome journey. And thank you for saying that. Can you just expand on that a little bit, talking about tone of how you help others, right? So you're, you're talking about like a very interpersonal, intimate phone call between you and Amory and how you guys connected. But when you are connecting on something, and I don't want to use uh, minimizing words, but something as, as small as headshots to as big as is making headroom in, in a big press conference. How do you convey that through your emotion when you're talking to individuals that you're trying to help understand? I mean, my favorite, one of my favorite sayings is just make your heart your face. And so, like, I'm very aware of, for in my situation, if it was me, if I'm on TV or if I'm leading a galvanized boot camp or if I'm sitting here with you guys or if I'm on an airplane, yeah, I am the same person. And so that took a long time for me to find out who that person was. Mm-hmm. And during my really t- tough time when I was trying to figure all that out, I just went through a bee obsession phase. And everything was honey and bees. And my whole thing was, honey, if I just open a jar of honey right here, I'm going to open it up and I'm going to watch all the bees come to this honey. The honey's not doing anything. The honey's not waving. The honey's not selling. The honey's not like, look at me, look at me. The honey just has to sit there. Yeah. And so that became my honey phase, which love was, it. I got to find my honey and let the bees come to me. And so so I love what you're saying. If it's headshots, if it's headroom, I always say with galvanize, it doesn't, it's nothing to do with sports, nothing. It's, I'm going to help them navigate, I hope. Uh, whether it's a locker room, a boardroom, or a classroom. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's when you find your honey. And the honey never changes as your rooms and opportunities should. Laura Oakham, if we had three hours with you, we'd give it all to you because this was uh, the absolute best. What a tremendous sit down. You're most easily accessible where? I'm mostly easily accessible. Or all when the you, places. On TV. When you need <laughs> me. On Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when you need on me. TV. Turn on the TV. <laughs> no, I was going to say when you need me, but the answer is at Laura Oakman and at Galvanized Life. Excellent. When we get back, more from Radio Row. Thank you, Laura. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.